This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. On today's episode, Jeff is opening the show. It's a whole new time on the B Podcast Network for the Edge of Tech guys. Hey, we're going to talk about some great stuff today, some changes going on in Arkansas, big changes. Other cool stuff, maybe we'll even have an East initiative, or at least the guys talking about East, because EastCon is coming up soon. All that and more up next on the Edge of Tech Guys. You're listening to the Edge of Tech Guys, edutechguys.com. Hello and welcome to the Edgy Tech Guys. I'm David Henderson. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for tuning in, turning on, grabbing, downloading the episode, all that good stuff. It's going to be some good stuff. It's a whole new experience for us. We're now on the B Podcast Network. Yeah, so you can definitely uh, check it out wherever your podcasts are, uh, your favorite podcasts are located or wherever you grab them as you're grabbing this episode. But also be sure to check out some of the other cool podcasters who are part of the network. Yeah, a lot of educational goodness on the B Podcast Network. And, you know, it's funny. We say grab one. Yeah, also grab some chips and a, and a drink while you're at it. Okay? You're going to need a drink for this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since we've been on the old podcast, so we hope you uh, enjoy this episode. Yeah. And uh, we're going to try to bring you some cool stuff, especially there's some really interesting things going on in Arkansas. And so we're going to discuss those, uh, poo-poo on some of those, uh, be in favor of some of those. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And we're going to talk a little about East, because uh, actually EastCon is getting ready to happen this spring, uh, right here yeah. in March of 2023. And we're dating this episode. So that's going to be some really, really cool stuff. Dater, I didn't even know her. A dater, <laughs> she slapped me in the hallway. Don't mean to get out of her face. <laughs> That's right. No, so uh, yeah, the cafeteria lady was always mean in the hallway. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, talking about the uh, stuff going on in Arkansas, and it turns out that a lot of the same stuff is also happening in other states. Mm. Uh, I know Kansas is going through a very similar situation, and it's that uh, in Arkansas anyway, uh, the governor has now signed into law. Uh, which she refers to as the Learns Act. 
The Learns Act. Is there a Huckabee Sanders in Kansas, too? <laughs> How many of them are there? <laughs> They're everywhere. They're oh, my everywhere. gosh. They multiply. Don't get them wet. And don't feed them after don't midnight. Don't feed them after midnight. <laughs> the, Le- wait, the Learns Act? Yeah. So the, uh, is, that, I, is that the actual name? The Learns Act? Yeah, it is. Okay. You know, everything's got to be an acronym. It's education. Oh, so the L-E-A-R-N-S stands for something. Something. And, and if you hadn't asked me that, I could have probably yeah. Googled that and been prepared for the episode, but I'm not. So there you uh, go. Well, but yeah, you know, yeah. in, in any case, in a nutshell, uh, the the things that uh, the Learns Act provides. Uh, one thing is uh, bumping up the minimum starting salary for educators in the state of Arkansas, so that uh, no matter where you teach in the state, the minimum starting salary is going to be fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, but there's the kicker for new educators in the state of Arkansas. Yes. So if you've taught two years or more. You don't get anything. Wait, I'm sorry. You get two grand. Right? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, my understanding is and that it's up to the district or something. Well, like that? so my understanding is that my understanding. We're so prepared for this episode. So my my uh, my, my understanding is. I, I, I'd like to preface before you say that though. <laughs> Trust me, the people that voted on this know about as much as, as about it as we do. <laughs> you are not wrong. <laughs> So uh, and so, my understanding is that the the, the yes, there will be two thousand if you've already two thousand uh, dollars if you've already been working, uh, in, in, you know, for a district. But even that all aside, there are many districts in the state where even if you've been working for the district for twenty five years, you don't make their that. salary still isn't forty nine, you know, isn't fifty thousand dollars. So one of the one of the big catches of all of this is sure when you're first starting out and you're fresh out of college and you just now have your college degree or because it's Arkansas, you can also go in with an alternative path so that if you have any bachelor's degree and you pass a series of their exams, um, and I think some of them are, are national exams. It's practice. Sure. I'm assuming that's a national thing. Um, but uh, you know, you pass those exams and you meet whatever the criteria is, then you can also get into uh, education in Arkansas starting again, starting at that $50,000 mark. But the kicker is that because that becomes the base starting salary, then if you're in a district where after 25 years you're not making 50000 yet, well, the district's going to have to bump all of those up to at least 50000 So, okay, so that sounds okay. Well, maybe that, that's not bad. Except that, you know, and again, we're playing both sides of this. Except that now, uh, I've been teaching in, you know, District XYZ and they bumped me up, but I was already at 48000 and some change, and I've worked here for 25 years, and now this young studs coming out of college with one year, and they're going to make 50 grand. So I had to work 25 years of my life just to get to your basic minimum. How is that a reward? I mean, what? What? This is this doesn't make any sense. So you know what? I think I'm going to quit, go down the road, and apply at a, at a place and come in at one year. But but it doesn't really work that way because they're going to go. Oh, I'm sorry, you've been teaching at X Y Z for 20 years, <laughs> so we're going to start you at 37.4. <laughs> and right here, we're going to here's your mentor teacher that you're going to mentor who has one year and they make fifty thousand dollars. So well, I, I think that's I think that's where some of that that comes into play though is you can't do that anymore. So you everything's going to have to come up to at least 50 but so even if you leave and you went somewhere else so you're like okay well fine i'm gonna go there work for 50 except well here's the thing they're still going to give you the 25 years experience and guess what you're still going to make 50 now that's now that is and and let me let me qualify that a little bit that is what is happening at the state provided level each 
local school district can still, if they have the funds to do it, they can still set up a graduated sure. uh, pay scale so that if you have been teaching for 25 years, then yeah. instead of 50, you're going to get, you know, 51 or whatever it is they come well, up you with. you know, the 250 plus school districts in the state of Arkansas, uh, we didn't even need the governor to do this. We already had that kind of money to bring our people up to that level. Yeah, that right. doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. Well, your district can bring it up. Well, if we could have done that, we'd done it without your help in the first place. Yeah. 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 So this is a setup to, in my opinion, um, kill public education. Well, it's definitely, it's you're right, it's definitely a, 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 the start, or at least a piece of that, at least from, again, from our perspective, and we definitely welcome any and there kind is of feedback. No perspective, I mean, but our perspective. Seriously, you know, you send, send, send any of your thoughts to contact at edutechguys.com, because we would love to hear uh, an, an opposing view. We've both been in public education for a very long time. We've seen stuff come and go, and this is, as far as I'm concerned, the starting salary sounds good, um, but here's one of the things that the governor did, and, and that is that all of the things that we're going to be talking about today all came as one bill that was not allowed to be separate. It was not allowed to be separated out. So all of these things fall. So so a teacher raise, yeah, that's not your starting salary raise. Hey, that sounds great. We could vote for that. That's true. But in addition to that, you also have to vote for vouchers. And so with vouchers, that means that um, there is state allocated money for every student that goes to public education. And uh, what a voucher means is that a, a parent now has the right to choose what they want to do for all intents and purposes with their students allocated money, meaning that that student could go to the local district where they live, which is the the way it's been. That's the traditional sense. Uh, Arkansas has always, or not always, but for a long time, uh, they've had school choice with limitations. So if I didn't want to go to my local district, I could attempt to school choice into a nearby district. That's been a thing for a while now. Um, but there were limitations on that, how many students they could take, how many students could be released, all that type of stuff. Well, with the vouchers now, uh, if I want to send my student to a private school using that public voucher money, I can do that. Or if I want to send them to a charter school, and that doesn't even have to be anywhere near me, I could technically send them to a charter school that's you know, 100 miles away, providing that mm -hmm. somewhere, somehow, transportation is figured well, out. Online. Or online. Yeah. So, and I also understand, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that now that old, you know, so I want to send my kids to this, the school district right down the road from my city. But they can only take 30 students. That's all gone now. Yeah. So if, if they want to take 500 students, they can take 500 students. As and long as they have the space and, and the, the staff to accommodate to it, it. They're ready mm -hmm. to take them and go rock, rock and roll. Yes. Yeah, this is a – and we're only talking about 10%. Between teacher salaries and this alone, we're talking about 10% of this bill. Oh, yeah. Because there's, there's so much pork it. fat, educational pork fat stuck in this thing to, you know, reward this, pay for reading specialists. And, you know, when your governor comes on the, the television, the YouTube, the stream – to promote this before it's voted, and they make the statement that you shouldn't be punished because you live in the wrong zip code, mm -hmm. that should tell you what's about to go down. Yeah. That should tell you automatically that this is... And I, I know it sounds like I'm poo-pooing on Huckabee Sanders, but... Guess what? She's the one that decided to do this. This is her initiative. You know, she hired a new cat from out of state, never been to Arkansas before, loaded up his U-Haul, came here from, I guess, you know, Florida or whatever, and set up shop, and they know better than we do. So, hey, you know, rock and roll.
I mean, that's I guess that's the way it's going to go down, and uh, we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens. Maybe maybe Arkansas is the test lab for what, the new version of public education and funding and the whole bit that's going to happen. Well, and that's and that's one of the things that's been kind of the hot topic of conversation is you know are there voucher programs in other states? Yes, but they are very particular. They are very narrowly focused. Um, they have very strict uh, parameters in which parents can use those vouchers to you know, move their students to a different place. Uh, Arkansas and, like I said, Kansas is looking at it, or maybe they, Kansas, may, but at this time, maybe they've already done it. Um, and then uh, my understanding is that there are several other states as well that this is sweeping. Um, with the governor's plan, uh, it, it's kind of a three-year rollout. Uh, so starting this July 1, 2023, uh, that's when the program rolls out, and it's open to any student that is considered, quote, in need. And that definition is not necessarily socioeconomic. It's are you in a district that has D's and F's according to uh, the uh, the state uh, you know, grading system for schools. If you're if you're in a district that has D's and F's, you're the first. You get you get the pick of the litter. And we you're, can tell you that that's like seventy percent of the schools. Well, and especially after COVID, that's one of the things that, and that's one of the the, the pushbacks that that a lot of public school districts were giving the governor and our elected officials saying, listen, you can't do this right now. This is, you know, we're still recovering from you guys shutting everything down over COVID and all our kids going home and. And, and learning not going on as well as it should have at home. And so now our kids are already behind. Now, you, you and you already punish us for that mm-hmm. at the state funding level. Now you're going to punish us even more by allowing those folks who were contributing to our local education to be able to take their money and go anywhere they want. Yeah, it's really interesting because there's several zip code, zip code affluent people. <laughs> They won't be affected by this. Oh yeah, no, not at all. Well, they'll be affected on the other end because all of a sudden, you know, those those more affluent uh, districts and or districts with certain demographics. I'm just going to say it. Uh, who who? Yes, they are succeeding um, with again with those certain demographics. They're going to see an influx. So guess what they get? They get more money. Essentially high-performing schools are rewarded for being high-performing, and low-performing schools are punished instead of being helped. Yeah, be punished and eventually weeded out and eradicated. Yeah, I mean, really. That's really what's going on mm-hmm. here. And the, the sad part is that, then here's the here's the really interesting fact is, is that all of this money is coming from the taxpayers. Right. And where's it going to come from? You know, I can already tell you in Arkansas, the roads ain't great. Right. You know, our infrastructure is so here we go again with taxation. You know, well, we've got it, so now we have to tax it. So, we're, in my opinion, we are seeing a decimation of the middle class at this point. We'll mm-hmm. tax them into, you know, um, submission. Mm-hmm. And I predict after three years into four years, then it will be, okay, now we're going to take this back. And these schools that already have this get to keep what they have. Those that got shall get, Mm -hmm. and those that don't shall not. And it will be kind of a God bless the child thing. And so at that point, we'll go, well, these schools here, they're going to stay the way they are, and they're going to do exactly just this, and you can't move anymore. But we're going to let all the affluent schools and the schools that have gotten their money, you keep what you got. Good job. Right. And at that point, we're now controlling education, 
And, Jeff, you're getting crazy. Am I getting crazy? So now these schools are all going to be, well, if you go to these schools, you're not going to go to university. You're going to go do this. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. As a son of a body shop owner that's taking great care of his family, that's the, you got to have it. But you should get the choice. Yes. And and this is starting to take away the freedom of choice. Yes. Yeah. Well, and it, and, and instead of uh, helping to enrich the the and I'm going to say struggling districts, but they don't have to be. They don't. They don't have to be struggling. In, in, instead of providing funding in order to help any district enrich its offering, so that those students can have that choice, instead you're you're. you're I mean, you're essentially choking. You're creating a choke point. As I get choked up talking about it, um, you know, you create a you create a choke point where the the students who need those choices, want those choices, deserve those choices, are going to go elsewhere because the local district can't offer those. You know, they couldn't offer them to start with, and now you have parents and, well, frankly, the state taking away the the funding from the district. Well, now they have to even try to do the same or more, depending on what other pieces and parts come with this, with less and less money. Sure. But, you know, now taking the other side of that, I think it's a glorious thing. Part of it, to me, is kind of like, okay, now if, if, I'm, if, if I want the best steak dinner, then I'm going to choose the best steak restaurant with the best steak to have a steak dinner. So... You know, you want these kids, you want the, you know, your school to increase its population, show me what I'm going to get. And, and now a lot of schools in this state, that's where it's going to come to. I mean, we want to do this. We want to pay for every kid to go to college. We want to do this stuff. We want to raise money. We want to have brand new band uniforms every year and, you know, three indoor football fields with the best AstroTurf in the world and laser field goals and the whole bit. Okay, show me the money. Show me why I need to come there. Show me what I'm gonna. What's in? What have you? What have you done for me, lady? You know, I mean, it's time to to to, to pony up. Um, so I'm I'm kind of for that. And now I hate the sheer fact that everybody and their mom's gonna create a, a private school, and yeah. you know we're gonna dilute the whole thing to you know 30 kids here, 45 kids there, 100 kids mm-hmm. here. That's going to be a bad thing in the long run um, because it's going to create a really weird division and diversity and inclusion, and it's you know it's going to create other problems for the social element of everything. But part of me kind of enjoys that idea that the competition between schools. Oh, yeah, I, 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 you know, for me, I, I really do like the idea of competition. I, I just think uh, the the manner in which it's going about is v- questionable, you know, at best. I mean, uh, it wasn't all that long ago you know, here in Arkansas they have what's called the the Lakeview decision, and that was all about equitable funding for school districts in the state. And for all intents and purposes, this throws that out the window. So oh, yeah. I, I anticipate that there will probably be lawsuits over this. And my, and my guess is, now that it is an actual act that goes into effect July 1, uh, that there are probably you know some lawyers with some deep pockets who are, are going to challenge us. Then again, perhaps not. It could be that those lawyers with the deep pockets are already On in board. the pockets. Yeah, that's right. You know, interesting enough, when it comes to the ed tech aspect of it, you know, there are 250 plus school districts in the state. It's safe to say within two to three years, there's going to be 400 educational entities in sure. the state. 
that is actually kind of an interesting thing for the economy. I mean, that's more you know opportunity for ed tech companies and device companies and services and curriculum services to sell their wares and to get out there and make more money and provide more jobs and you know that kind of thing that that's quite interesting i mean i would hope that that would happen that might be a good effect or effect or effect anyway one of those effects um special to be a special effect a spe with me it is special um it's a special effect from that so you know um but yeah that that's that's also a good thing because learning platforms you know mm -hmm. uh mobile device management platforms you know ABC and Google are going to rack up like kings, you know, at this point. Um, but, you know, it, it is a good thing in the ed tech industry. And, and there's an interesting part, you know, people that are tech coordinators, people that are network administrators, that's going to provide more jobs. You know, I mean, it's going to go, well, I work these three private schools that have 100 kids each. You know, that's awesome. You're a little company as a, as a consultant. I'm just in ed tech and this is what I do. That's awesome. Uh, and, I, and, and I could really see that that aspect of it. Well, really covering a couple of the things you talked about in terms of the ed tech companies. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens um, in Arkansas. If the same thing happens, say in Kansas, if the same thing starts to happen in other states, you know, a lot of ed tech companies are very used to dealing with districts and putting out their pricing in terms of, you know, grand scale users. Well, they're going to have to rethink that because you're not going to have these districts that have thousands of students necessarily anymore. Right. You know, now in some places, yes, because of those big schools that were doing well and offer all these different things are going to be able to continue to do that, and probably even more so, and they're continuing to grow. So, yes, you're going to have some bigger schools that get bigger, but like you said, you're going to have a bunch of these little schools that pop up. I would think, anyway, that as an ed tech company, I would want to find a way to restructure my pricing so that it's attractive to them, mm, yeah. so that they are able to buy into whatever it is. And, and heck, for that matter, we may be looking at true education cooperative type purchasing arrangements right. where, you know, hey, for these 12 districts in this particular area, or for that matter, 12 districts, period, you got X amount of students, you can all buy in together and each of you gets a site license based on this. I mean, the, the opportunities mm -hmm. from from an ed tech standpoint, as you said, the opportunities from you know technology folks, from maintenance folks, from food service folks. Oh, I mean, yeah. all of those ancillary factors that go into you know the day to day operation of public education. Those could be outsourced and uh, you know grouped together as as cooperative type purchases. So I could totally see where right now there are you know fifteen education cooperatives in the state of Arkansas that are state funded who knows what's going to happen with right. that in the future but who who's to say that that 15 somebody, more privately yeah, owned right that somebody up. doesn't just pop one up and say well there's one in our town or, i mean you know yeah so yeah, if you want to weigh in on this or let us know your opinions about what you think Arkansas is doing, what's going on in Kansas, or maybe what's going on in your state, hey, reach out to us. You can get us at contact at edutechguys.com or jeff at edutechguys.com or david at edutechguys.com. That's right. Yeah, cool. Hey, so let's talk about something that's about to happen. EastCon. Yeah, so really cool stuff. Yeah, if you don't know about the East program, look up the eastinitiative.org. Mm -hmm. e, e 
A S T initiative. I'm not going to try to spell it. Dot org. <laughs> so you can <laughs> a whole lot of letters, a whole lot of eyes. Yeah, listen, we're the edge tech guys, not the spell guys. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, we're know, not the Mister Spell guys. Yeah, listen, you can get your speaking spell and put in initiative and see how that goes. Initiative. <laughs> initiative. <laughs> initiative. <laughs> Thank you, Siri. So, um, yeah, EastCon is where all the schools that have East programs, they have their big convention. They show up and they, they tell about the projects they work on. And and this is really cool because East started, oh, gosh, over 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was at one school, and it just blew up. And it's I think there's over 300 or almost oh, yeah. 400 you know, programs now. What's nice, with nice? What's nice about it is that it's um, it's student led. Yeah. Uh, the teacher is just a, a facilitator. They're just there to facilitate learning. To say, hey, try this, or go look over here. Or, There's the books, or here's the software. You see what you can do with it. So that's gonna that's where it gets really interesting. We have East programs that create um, artificial uh, limbs and hands and prosthetic hands and things like that. We have one that created an entire new water reservoir relief system for a city that the Corps of Engineers went, yeah, that's a better idea, and they use it. Mm-hmm. So everything from that to GPS mapping to you know software design to game design, they do pretty much everything. And these are kids ages from elementary all the way through high school. Yeah, yeah, and, and it, it really is amazing some of the projects that they come up with. You know, Jeff mentioned a whole bunch that are um, sort of, <clears throat> excuse me, sort of uh, kind of focused on, you know, particular individuals or um kind of small time projects although the the waterway thing was massive mm-hmm. um, but but they expand into any anything the students can come up with uh, I know in several cities the east students worked with the city managers to completely revamp and rework the way that their traffic signals work especially mm-hmm. in and around uh, railway railway crossings easy mm-hmm. for me to say um, but uh, and, and the other ones uh, that we had talked about their east uh, students uh, worked with uh, local, you know, their local folks, uh, in in order to either help build or maintain or uh, staff. Um, mu- local museums, yeah, you know, yeah. Hi- highlighting some aspect of the community that that either had been started and was just kind of you know left hanging, or that needed that boost to you know kind of raise awareness of it, or to completely you know change it altogether. I know uh, there's a small town um, it, here in South Arkansas uh, where there was a. a a particular type of museum and students from actually two different East programs at two different schools worked together with the folks in the, at the state level in terms of uh, state parks and, and some of the other aspects of state legislature and, and, and private industry and, and completely revamped the way that that particular museum yeah. that highlights some of the natural resources that are in Southwest Arkansas. And it, it's amazing. I mean, it really is. And to think that these are students who came up with this project on their own as a way to enhance their learning, but also give back to their community and be a part of their community. You know, what's really interesting about the whole thing, too, is it's all-inclusive. This isn't all straight-A kids. This isn't, you know, mm-hmm. this is about any kid that wants to be in it signs up, 
finds a place, you know, finds a project. And, and just so you uh, you understand, that, you know, an East at one school doesn't do just one project. There right, are right. multiple projects that go on. And that's what EastCon is right now. They get to show up. They all have a booth. They get to put up all the stuff that they've been working on and, and really tout themselves and talk about their projects. So uh, we just want to give a really cool shout out to Matt Dozier, who is the CEO and head guru and man about town when it comes to East and a good friend of ours. And we just want to say, hey, EastCon out there. If you want to look it up, remember again, East Initiative, E-A-S-T Initiative.org. So once again, don't spell. <laughs> That's right. And I tell you what, I hope you've enjoyed this uh, podcast that David and I have. And don't forget, we are now on the B Podcast Network. You'll hear some uh, commercials from our other uh, cohorts that are actually have shows on the podcast network. And we highly recommend you take a listen to some of their stuff. Absolutely. Hey, listen, it's been a great show. Um, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the EduTech Guys. EduTechGuys.com. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it all, all but, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.